0: Hey, y'all. I'm Taylor DeHaze. I'm obsessed with all things business and fitness. I left my career as a TV reporter, followed my dreams, and created a multiple six-figure online coaching business in just one year. Now I'm sharing my strategy with you. Oh, and we'll keep it real, discussing mindset, money, and hardship to help you build the life of your dreams. So grab a cup of coffee and get cozy. Again, welcome to the Taylor Living Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Okay, this may be one of the most requested podcasts ever, but not only podcast, I get this question all the time from my clients. Taylor, how do I balance fitness and a social life? How do I balance alcohol? Can I eat this? Can I not eat that? What should I eat here? I mean, my clients, they get a ton of access to me, but one thing that they do get is private access on the Voxer app. And oftentimes when a client is very new, they will send me a you know PDF version of a menu of a restaurant they're going to go to and they want me to kind of coach them through what to order. And at first, I will give them suggestions or try to guide them to the right choice, right? But it is never my intention as a coach to be that crutch for you know indefinitely. So over time, I like to work with my clients on uh multiple pain points, whether that be comfort levels at restaurants or removing the food scale or tracking in general, right? We become so obsessed with numbers and tracking devices, and so oftentimes an untracked meal or eating out at a restaurant can cause some anxiety. So I want to first say, guys, we we can't live the rest of our lives avoiding restaurants, okay? Okay. And, and I, I know a lot of my clients will start out and say, you know, I go to a restaurant, Taylor, and I always get the salad because the salad is safe. And so my hope is that you listen to this podcast, you have a game plan for going to a restaurant, and you now know how to effectively navigate the menu and pick something that is going to best suit your goals, your needs, and just your mental health, right? So I first want to say that this is going to be dependent on what your goals are. Okay. I am going to record this podcast, assuming that we are not talking about competitors or somebody that is, you know, very, very close to a competitive, uh, you know, event or something of that nature. Okay. So as long as you are not about to hop on stage, guys, restaurants should not be avoided. Okay. Okay. So let me first say that if you are somebody who is dieting and you are very, very close to stage, you are at the end of a fat loss phase, you can go to a restaurant and not eat, okay? You can do that. You can bring your own food because hopefully you can go to a social event and understand that you don't have to eat because you are there to socialize, not just to eat. So remember, you are socializing to be social, not just to eat. So again, outside of those You know, intense situations, I always recommend being a little more flexible. Okay. I want my clients to be able to go out to eat and enjoy a few drinks here and there. Now, this is something that we're not doing every day of the week, but it is something that I recommend we do often. So, I'm going to go through a few ways to stay on track, if you will, and just feel good about your decisions when you are out and about. Okay. So the first thing, when we are going out to eat, I want to say, oftentimes, this ends up being something that maybe is a little more indulgent. And by the time my clients are going out to dinner, you know, they are not going out to dinner, but when they are going out to dinner, we have already been working together at least long enough to where they understand proteins, fats, and carbs. Typically, when we're going out to dinner, it is a meal that is highly palatable higher in carbs, higher in fats, a little bit lower in the protein. More often than not, if we're going for a burger or sushi or pizza or something like that, yes, you can go out and get a grilled piece of chicken and all of that. But for the most part, it's going to be a little more indulgent, okay? Even if it is something pretty mild, steaks have butter on them. Chicken is cooked in oil, right? So just a little more decadent than normal. And that's okay, but we have to understand that. So I want to open up your eyes a little bit. First of all, never, ever, ever go into a meal without eating earlier in the day. Fasting before a meal is the dumbest thing you can do. Okay. So I say that and you're probably saying like, yeah, that, that doesn't sound smart, but it happens all the time. And I know from experience, I used to do this. So years and years ago, When I was suffering from, you know, I was in the midst of my anorexia, bulimia, bulimia. This was like in high school, um, early high school. I remember I would have these like high carb days or like carb days. And essentially for one day, I would just eat everything in sight. And the day before that high carb day, I would not eat. I would essentially fast all day to make up for the fact that I was going to eat all this food. And that was the dumbest thing I could have done. Now, fasting before a meal is going to further perpetuate the stereotype that we are not supposed to be eating whatever we're eating. Okay. The point of flexible dieting and the purpose of my coaching is always to coach my clients to a healthy, a healthy mindset with food. Okay. If we go out to dinner and we call it a cheat meal, that is a no, no for my clients. We have untracked meals from time to time. We have refeed days and we have, you know, Freaking burger and fries, guys! That is not cheating on your diet. It is simply a little more carbs, a little more fats. So, what I recommend we do is earlier in the day. Number one, I want you to look at the menu ahead of time. I want you to be aware of the options. I want you to pick something that you want to have. So, I'm going to talk about this in the sense that we are not doing an untracked meal, but we are going to track it. Okay. I already have a podcast on the difference between refeed days and uh. And untracked meals, if you want to listen to that, so I won't go into the the whole nuance of that necessarily. But in a very, very quick nutshell, a refeed day is where your macros go up a little bit. Typically, that is an increase in carbs and fats, so you will track it. An untracked meal is a mindful meal out where we do not worry about um, tracking it per se. It's just a little bit of a break. So if you are, you know, wanting to have sushi with a friend and you don't really. Uh, Want to track that, then, you know, sushi is oftentimes something that's a little hard to track. So is a burger and fries. Maybe you want the bacon cheeseburger. That's okay. Have an untracked meal. It is what it is. That does not lead to a binge. It is controlled, it is accounted for, and we move on. Okay. Not everything in life needs to be tracked every single part of the day, hour, month, week, whatever. Okay. So again, assuming we are going out, assuming we are tracking this food. So I want you to eat your normal meal in the beginning of the day, okay? Maybe you've identified that you want a steak and something like that and some, I don't know, steak restaurants have really fun sides, usually like some scalloped potatoes or a baked potato with like sour cream or I do not like sour cream, by the way, ew. If you like sour cream, you are, you're a special type of person. Or maybe I'm a special type of person, I don't really know. But either way, that's an example that I came to mind. Can you tell I'm like really wanting a steak? I freaking love steak, steak and potatoes, man. I have yet to find a good steak in Cleveland, Ohio. If you are listening to this podcast and you know of a good steak restaurant in Cleveland, I would love for you to send me that recommendation. Okay, digress. (laughs) Back, Back on track, back on track. So I want you to focus on something that you could get at home, something very similar, okay? Every single restaurant is going to have something that is like a piece of meat. I want you to focus your meal on a protein source, And then I want you to pick, uh, you know, keep it lighter on the sides. So here's where you get to make those options. What is more important to you? Side dishes, appetizers, desserts, or drinks? What is more important to you? We cannot have all of them, okay? Now, if you do have all of them, you've got to just live with that and not feel guilty, okay? If you end up having a meal of choice, dessert, drink, appetizer, whatever, that is okay in moderation but you have to be okay with those choices. You have to be okay knowing that you probably are going to be a little bloated, knowing that you probably are going to be a little inflamed or puffy the next day and do not hop on the scale as a form of punishment. Okay. I am somebody that Even when I have a controlled high-carb day, my body just retains more water after that. It is very normal. I have clients who are the opposite, where they have a high-carb day and they drop two pounds overnight. That is not how my body works. I know that if I go out for pizza, I don't eat pizza very often. I know the next day I'm going to be a little puffy, and that's okay. So pick what you could get at home, something very similar. So example, you can almost always find, you know, a grilled piece of chicken or fish or steam something, uh, whatever, right? Um, so I wanna go over a few things when you're checking that menu. So like I said, it's often that people will, you know, head to dinner, they haven't looked at the menu, then they just say, you know, fuck it, right? And at that point, they don't care anymore. They're ravenous, whatever. But I promise you, aside from ordering salad, there are always grilled options like whitefishes, salmon, fillets, whatever. So I want you to watch out for these options. I want you to avoid things that say smothered, covered, fully loaded, glazed, creamed, fried, or battered, okay? Again, smooth, smothered, Jesus, smooth. Yeah, that's a good one. Smothered, covered, fully loaded, glazed, creamed, fried, and battered. Okay. Instead, I want you to focus on menu items with these descriptions: steamed, grilled, fresh, fresco, peppered, blackened, simply prepared. Okay. Steamed, grilled, fresh, fresco, peppered, blackened, simply prepared. I feel like I'm doing a TV warm up right now. Um, like I'm trying to warm up for my vocal cords and my enunciation. Uh, <laughs> so if you guys want to repeat that that back to you before you, you know, hop on your stories, it uh, might be a good idea. But jokes aside, you may see something or you may not see something on the menu that's very obvious. One of my favorite swaps, and I do this a lot, honestly, so... Who doesn't love a solid grilled chicken sandwich? Like, I feel like we all love those. So, if I know that I don't have the macros for a burger that day, what I will do is I will order a burger and I will swap the patty for a grilled piece of chicken. Okay. And that is an easy way. Almost every restaurant has that option. And then instead of fries, I will get a side salad. Or maybe I want the burger. Maybe I'll get the burger wrapped in lettuce and get a side of fries. Or maybe I'll get the burger how it is and get a side salad, right? It's going to be hard. uh, Ladies out there, my girl, my dudes, like you guys have endless macros, but ladies, it's going to be hard to fit a full fat burger, probably with some cheese and stuff and fries and the bun and a glass of wine. If that's what you're choosing all in your macros for the day. Okay. So you're going to have to pick and choose kind of what you want to do with that. Right. All right. So We've already talked about, again, never going in starving, but I want to talk about some customizations and some substitutions that I like to make, okay? So breakfast is one of my favorite, favorite uh, things to eat in general. I definitely do breakfast for dinner a lot. Brenner is like high on the list of my favorite things. And it's very easy. I think easier than dinner sometimes to make substitutions, swaps, and whatever. Number one... You can almost always swap whole eggs for egg whites. Okay. Keep in mind, guys, any kind of omelet or eggs at a restaurant is always cooked in oil, typically vegetable oil, canola oil, sometimes, sometimes butter. But you can ask for cooking spray. You can literally just say, Can I get my eggs? with cooking spray, right? Or you can say dry, no oil, and they'll know what that means. They may fight you. They may say, well, it might stick a little bit. And you'll be like, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. It doesn't actually stick. They're fine. The cook will not kill you. Okay. With toast and English muffins, I would say get those dry. Unless you really like butter, I would say get the butter on the side. Okay. You just have to decide. If you get whole eggs and some kind of a sausage and you get you know, butter on your toast, that's a lot of fat. Okay. So I would say pick and choose what you want to do there. So same thing with pancakes, pancakes and waffles. I would ask that ask I would ask for butter on the side. You can always request sugar-free syrups and jams. You can always request steamed veggies. You can always request omelets without cheese or cheese on the side. And you can always request poached eggs instead of fried eggs. Guys, the easiest thing to track at breakfast is like an eggs benedict, okay? Eggs benedict, no benedict sauce or hollandaise rather. You can get the hollandaise on the on the side if you want. Um, I am very snooty because my mom makes like the best hollandaise sauce ever. So oftentimes, and she worked at a restaurant for a very long time. So I learned at a very young age that oftentimes at restaurants, hollandaise is not ho- it's not homemade. It's out of a can and it's not really that good. So I always ask the restaurant, like, is the hollandaise homemade? They will tell you flat out. If it is homemade, get it on the side and use the fork method, in which I'll talk about in just a second. Otherwise, like, skip it. We don't need that. So the fork method. This is going to be really good for salads, dressings, whatever. So if you are going out and you do get a salad, because there's nothing wrong with getting a salad if that's what you actually want, okay? And let's say, you know, there is a full fat dressing that sounds good, but you know you don't want to have it drenched over your salad. I like using the fork method. So you can dip your fork and then take a bite. Dip your fork, take a bite. Dip your fork, take a bite. Same thing with pancakes, all that. Because sometimes you will go out to breakfast and they won't have sugar-free syrup. Now, if you're a weirdo like me, you always pack it because I am weird and I just, I I don't know, I'm weird. Um, I I refuse to spend macros (laughs) like like, because they're change. You know, they're like they're uh, they're monetary value. I refuse to spend macros on things like syrups because I just, I just know, like I would rather just bring my own syrup. Also debate really fast. Do we say syrup or syrup? Because I say syrup and I've been told in Ohio that's weird. So let me know about that one. Um, But anyway, the fork method is a really good one. Uh, I, I honestly use that often, especially with salad dressings. So now let's talk about the sides. It's super important to, again, be be mindful of what you're consuming, right? But I always recommend sharing, okay? Sharing appetizers and sharing desserts. So typically when I tell my client to, you know, have a have a meal out or whatever, I always say, you know, get an entree that you want and then either share an appetizer or dessert or drinks. You have to pick one. Um, you obviously wouldn't share a drink, but like either pick between appetizer, dessert or drink. So sharing desserts though, like if you share a dessert, that is a easy way to be a little more mindful with your macros, okay? Oftentimes, again, ladies, you feel me, if you're going to get like a meal and you're accounting for these extra, you know, extra fat and things like that, it's going to be hard to fit in a dessert as well. So if you can share, that's going to be way easier, okay? So if you're ordering a burger as it is with the fries, perhaps you skip the apps and dessert. Now, let's say you've been eyeing the chocolate cake on the menu. Well, in that case, maybe you order a grilled chicken dish and you save carbs and fats for what you're craving, the brownie sundae or the cookie skillet or whatever. So that doesn't mean that you can't have an appetizer. Just be aware of what you're consuming and resume to your macros the following day. Indulging And untracked meals should always be enjoyed. However, it depends on your goals and macros, right? So again, if you are somebody who is on the last like few weeks of your fat loss phase and your of your diet or your cut, then I would say no, skip it, okay? If you are somebody who is in the middle of your off season, it may not matter to your body if you go over your macros by a few hundred calories. But again, if we are in a deficit, that's going to be a different story, So this is not mandatory, and I think that some people can get in trouble with this, but I'm going to say it because I teach my clients to practice this mindfully. But I would say overestimate, okay? For example, like the easiest thing you can do is just to track on one tablespoon of olive oil to whatever you tracked at that meal. Because there are going to be small traces of fats or whatever in certain things that you probably haven't accounted for. Um, you know, you may ask for something to be cooked in no oil and it might, you might have a taste of oil or something like that, right? Maybe your steak has that pad of butter that we talked about. I would always recommend. Or if you track a brownie sundae, who knows if it's actually accurate? So again, if you're trying to be on the safe side, I recommend overestimating a little bit. Now, let's talk about the calorie rule because sometimes tracking your macros for every single meal is not always going to be the healthiest mindset for my clients, in which case I talk about the calorie rule. So what does this mean? It means you're going to track total calories for the day and not really worry about the individual macros. Okay, so flexible dieting is all about sustainable eating habits. It is not about perfection. So here's where you're going to practice a little flexibility. Not everything is going to be trackable. Let me just say that too. I've had this, I've heard this from my clients a million times, and I experienced this as well. Let's say I'm going out for Thai food. I really want some pad thai. Let's be honest. I don't know everything that is in this. I am not going to try to track everything that is in this. So what I recommend you do is if you open up MyFitnessPal or whatever app you're using type in Pad Thai, and I want you to look at the range of calories. So you're going to notice that there's everything from, you know, a 400-calorie dish to probably a 1,000-calorie dish, okay? Pick something in the middle. You know how much you ate if you ate the entire portion versus if you ate half and packed half to go, okay? Same thing for, you know, um, I'm trying to think of something else that's that's kind of an odd one. I mean, honestly, I feel like sushi is very challenging unless you get something very plain with like no sauces or whatever. But if you get a roll that's got like some tempura in it, a little dash of cream cheese, some drizzled eel sauce, and like who knows what else, that's also challenging. I would recommend just using the calorie rule. So what are you going to do? You're going to track the calories, and your macros may be totally wonky that day, but if your calories are on point, that is a way to keep you in check, okay? So again, choosing something in the middle of the road, calorically speaking, and track it. And again, while you might be over on your carbs or your fats, sticking to your overall calorie goal is the most important. Okay, so, I do want to spend a hot second talking about my contest prep people or my athletes or whatever. So, again, if you are in a dieting phase or a contest prep, untracked meals or dining out is less likely. The more on point you are with your diet, the smoother dieting will go, okay? Now, one splurge could offset your weekly calories, and it could stall your progress. For lifestyle clients, this is not really critical, okay? But for a bodybuilder or an athlete who's looking to make a weight class or looking to hit the stage, time is critical. During these situations, I recommend keeping foods extremely simple, okay? While I still would not recommend bringing a food scale, Pack condiments like sugar-free sauces and salad dressings to remove variables from the equation. So what I typically do when I am in contest prep and I am going out to dinner, I will typically order a side salad or a house salad, which is very, very basic, right? There's like no cheese, croutons, none of that stuff. It's pretty much just like lettuce and maybe some, you know, tomatoes and something like that. I will ask for a grilled piece of chicken. I typically ask for double because let's be honest, they are very small servings. And then I will definitely double check that the chicken is not cooked in anything. I will ask if it's, you know, hey, is the chicken cooked in oil? They will probably say yes. I'll say please remove that. And then I will pack my own dressing, okay? Um just because I want to make sure that I have it. Now, if you check the menu ahead of time and you see their dressings and you know what it is, that's fine, but typically uh, something else you could do is like a typical oil and vinegar. Oil and vinegar is super easy to track, Um, but like I said, I would just bring my own It makes things simple for me, and then I just feel more confident overall. But definitely do not be that person who brings a food scale to the dinner table. If you are like a week out from your show, just pack your damn food. It is too... (laughs) We ain't trying to mess with that shit, y'all. And at that point, who gives a damn what anybody thinks of you, okay? Anybody at your dinner table is already knowing that you are seven days out, you are decrepit, you are hangry, like it does not matter, okay? So again, just remember, everyone has a different season of life. But if but what I see more often than not is people that are in lifestyle mode just living their lives and they are picking the salad option or avoiding food that they really want to have, Okay. So also, just a quick PSA, guys. If you are celebrating your birthday, a special occasion, please choose memories over macros. Please, please, please. The same rule applies for holidays. Life is too short to track every single thing that you put in your mouth, okay? Flexible dieting, after all, is the practice of being flexible with your diet, all right? So let's talk about alcohol briefly, okay? Alcohol is weird, Alcohol is the one uh, kind of ingredient or thing, rather, that's not a macro. Your body doesn't digest it the same way or metabolize it the same way, rather. So it's, a, it's technically seven calories per gram, but, but that gets confusing. So what I would recommend that you do is you have to pick between carbs or fats. You pick how you want to track it, okay? So if you select carbs, Take the total amount of calories and divide it by four. If you take fats, take the total calories and divide it by nine. I'm gonna repeat that. Alcohol is weird. You have to decide if you want to track it as a carb or as a fat. If you track it as a carb, take the total calories on the label and divide it by four. So let me give you an example. If you are drinking a beer, okay, a 12 ounce light beer, typically about 100 calories it's going to be 25 carbs. Now you're probably thinking, uh, Taylor, my white claw says that it only has two carbs in it. And I'm going to say that that is a lie. That is a lie. You take the total amount of calories in that white claw, which is like 100, you divide it by four and you get 25 carbs. The FDA is allowed to add wiggle room. Okay. Again, Alcohol is not a macro, so there's nowhere to put it on the label, but I'm telling you that's how your body's going to metabolize it. So definitely track it, okay? You could also track it as a fat, okay? So you could take the total amount and divide it by nine. So let's take, again, that same 100-calorie white claw, divide it by nine. You get about 12 grams of fat, okay? It's up to you how you track it. What I typically do is I will look in my fitness pal and I will type in like one gram of carbs and I will just multiply that, you know, uh, you're not going to find white claw that has 25 carbs in it. It's just going to say hundred calories. So again, making sure you are tracking it as what it is. All right. Now, if you're not sure, I will tell you almost every drink, like mixed drinks with vodka or whiskey or scotch or rum or whatever, Typically there's gonna be, you know, two shots of alcohol in those a lot of the times. One shot is one ounce, okay? And one ounce has around 70 calories. So if you've ever thought, like, oh, vodka has no calories, da-da-da-da. No, vodka has calories, ladies. One ounce of vodka has about 70 calories, okay? And if you followed the method I gave you, that's about 20 carbs. So yes, you're double with cranberry or diet Red Bull has about 40 carbs in it. Now, if you have two or three of those a night, you can see how this is adding up, right? This is not meant to be said for you to avoid it, but for you to own it, right? So that we understand how to track these things so that we can be more responsible when we go out to dinner and of course, create that balance and build a social life, okay? And just be more comfortable with balancing everything, right? So alcohol is a weird one. It's very, very weird. Now, like I said, it may... It might make sense why you feel bloated the day after heavy, like heavy drinking, okay? Especially if you had a few beers, right? So you're, you might be thinking, oh, they were low carb, da, 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 da. Well, that skinny Marg definitely had more calories than you thought. So when you're out, I recommend trying to stay on track by keeping mixers very simple and zero calories, such as diet sodas or even Crystal Light. Uh, Mio is a popular one. I would say avoid fruit juices and simple syrups. I would say, you know, don't add any extra sugar if you can, now if you're treating yourself to a cocktail, just be mindful of the ingredients including the, you know, cute sugar dusted rim if you lick it or syrups drizzled in and fruits on toothpicks, okay? So tracking alcohol should not be a deterrent from living your life, but it's just a reminder of what you are consuming and as with anything, macros it's all about budgeting, okay? If you know you want to indulge at So and so's birthday, eat moderate to low carbs and fats in your meals leading up to the night out to ensure you are hitting your goals without sacrificing fun. And ultimately, like I said, flexible dieting is just that, guys, being flexible, but we have to know how to do it and just be mindful so that we can live our life the way we want to and have a social life just like we want to. Okay. It's all about moderating your diet, not your lifestyle. So, lastly, if you are somebody that listened to this and you are saying, man, I I still struggle to even go out to dinner and order something like a burger. You are not alone. Mental health surrounding food is so important, and food anxiety is so, so common, okay? The way that I coach my clients is, and when we're talking about untracked meals, I first start with an untracked meal at home. What does that mean? Maybe it's a recipe that you've been wanting to try okay, something that might be a little bit harder to track, or maybe it's simply you eating a meal without using a food scale or a tracking app, okay? Then once you feel comfortable with that, progress to a restaurant, okay, and start with familiar foods. Maybe you do order a chicken salad or some steamed veggies, a baked potato and a steak, something similar, And then once you feel good about that, try to have an untracked meal and face your fear foods, okay? This is something that I work with so many men and women over, okay? It's not just women, men too. I All of my guy clients, I can say at the beginning, were under eating. They were afraid to increase their carbohydrates or whatever it was. And I'm telling you, it can be done, okay? Healing our bodies takes time. It's uncomfortable. That growing season, like we know, is always very challenging. And I'm going to be here if and when you guys are ready to to take that plunge and invest in a coach if you so choose. Now, I'm going to leave you with that, but I hope that this was helpful and I hope that you understand how simple it really can be to enjoy yourself when you're going out. But just remember, okay, you're going to have to make sacrifices time to time and you're going to have to be okay with overindulging from time to time as well. I want you to always pick what is most comfortable to you. And again, like I've said, if you decide to go all in, and have all the things and enjoy yourself in all the ways, be okay with that. And just know it is also okay to go out to dinner and order a chicken salad if that is what you truly want. However, if you feel like that chicken salad is the only thing that makes you feel safe at a restaurant, that is when I encourage you to reevaluate your relationship with food and possibly reach out to either a coach or a therapist or a combination of both, okay? Food anxiety is very, very real and something that I work through with all of my clients. So, I'm going to leave you guys with that. And with that being said, I hope you guys enjoy yourself. Have an amazing day, week, and I will talk to you guys soon. I want to give you a virtual high five for finishing another episode of the Taylor Living Podcast. If you're looking for a community of badass go-getters to bounce ideas and answer questions, join my exclusive Goal Getter community on Facebook. The link's waiting for you on Instagram. Until next time, bye, y'all.